In 2023, there's a sense that John Cena has finally redeemed himself. Wrestling fans respond to him now very differently to how they did a decade ago. A few years ago, it would have been unthinkable for many fans to even respect him, let alone cheer for him. Cena was the hero that the fans rejected. He was often met with boos so loud they drowned out his promos. In this video, we're going to take a closer look at the many reasons why John Cena was the most hated lead babyface in WWE history and find out exactly how he managed to bounce back. When John Cena debuted on WWE TV in 2002, he was booked incredibly strongly from the moment he debuted. WWE saw buckets of potential in the young rookie. The only problem was they didn't know how to present him. They debuted Cena as a bland, characterless babyface. But despite this, it wasn't just WWE who saw potential in John Cena. Chris Jericho did too. Jericho went straight to Vince McMahon and personally requested to feud with Cena and even offered to put him over. And so at the Vengeance pay-per-view in July 2002, John Cena got his big pay-per-view debut against Chris Jericho. The only problem was the fans didn't care. While Jericho got a great heel reaction when he entered the arena, the same couldn't be said for Cena. The crowd was dead. He did get a slightly better reaction when he picked up the shock victory over Jericho, but Jericho was really good at being a heel back in 2002. That early positivity from WWE quickly wore off after Cena finished his feud with Jericho. According to Cena, Vince McMahon quickly started to sour on him, and Triple H even lobbied to get him fired. And so, Cena was demoted to the lower mid-card. They tried turning him heel, but the fans still didn't care. What he needed was a personality and an identity. Cena's rap gimmick came about thanks to Stephanie McMahon. Story goes that Cena was sat on a tour bus with Rikishi and Rey Mysterio when Steph overheard them freestyle rapping. She was so impressed with Cena's ability to spit bars that she fast-tracked his new gimmick on TV. The Doctor of Thugonomics gimmick was really effective as an upper mid-card heel and Vince McMahon fell in love with it. On the verge of being released from his contract, John Cena's career was saved. The rap gimmick was really good for Cena. It allowed him to express himself as a performer both in the ring and on the mic. It wasn't long before the Doctor of Thugonomics started getting over with the fans. WWE gave Cena a bigger push and soon he was the United States Champion. He got a great reaction from the crowd at WrestleMania 20, where he beat the Big Show for the title. 
Over the course of the next year, Cena was primed to enter the main event, and at WrestleMania 21, he got his big opportunity. It was Cena versus JBL for the WWE Championship. It was a heel-face dynamic that worked really well, and when Cena beat JBL for the title, the crowd reacted really positively. Unfortunately for Cena, that support from the fans was going to be very short-lived. Many fans looked on with disbelief, in fact, as Cena introduced the spinning WWE Championship. What was supposed to be the richest prize in wrestling had been reduced to a cheap gimmick. This tacky new belt marked the beginning of Cena's transformation into a walking merchandise stand. And it wasn't just the belt, Cena's persona also started to piss the fans off. While the Doctor of Thugonomics made for a great upper mid-card character, it didn't work in the main event. And so, in response, WWE started to tone down the rap gimmick. The only problem was, Cena, without the gimmick, was just an uncool guy. In fact, he looked and acted like a total doofus. And this was the basis from where fans started to rise up against Cena. They rejected him as WWE's lead babyface. At the Hall of Fame ceremony the night before WrestleMania 22, John Cena had the honour of inducting William Perry. Memorably, the crowd greeted Cena with a wave of deafening boos. Even in the context of the Hall of Fame, they couldn't help but make their hatred known towards the WWE Champion. But it wasn't just the way John Cena looked and the way he acted that was causing this negative reaction. It was the sustained push that he was receiving from WWE. From mid-2005 onwards, there was no going back for Cena. WWE tried to downplay the negative reaction at every opportunity. The commentators frequently said that the boos were coming from a small but loud section of the crowd. Later, WWE would say that any reaction was better than no reaction, but Cena was getting the wrong kind of reaction completely. For the company's top babyface to be getting this negative response meant that something was seriously broken. Can you imagine Hulk Hogan getting this kind of response in 1989? But WWE didn't seem to care. Cena's push continued. At New Year's Revolution in 2006, Edge cashed in his Money in the Bank contract and beat John Cena for the championship. Everyone breathed a sigh of relief as Cena's reign of terror was brought to an end. Edge felt like a worthy champion, despite him being a heel. Fans were less impressed, however, when Edge was made to drop the belt back to Cena at the Royal Rumble. Just a few weeks after he'd won it, it was a huge disappointment. One of the most fiercely negative reactions towards Cena came at One Night Stand in 2006. The ECW tribute show featured a main event between Cena and Rob Van Dam for the WWE title. The Hammerstein Ballroom in New York was full of exactly the kind of fans who hated John Cena's guts. 
and naturally they wanted ECW legend RVD to win the match and the belt. From the moment his music played, the ECW fans in attendance spat venom at John Cena. They loudly told him that he couldn't wrestle and that he sucked. Cena was never going to go down well in front of this crowd. He personified everything that ECW was not about. His manufactured push, his dumb catchphrases and his deeply uncool way of dressing combined with his basic moveset made them hate him. Thankfully, on the night, WWE did the right thing. As Paul Heyman counted the three, RVD beat Cena to become the new WWE Champion. However, it didn't last very long. Not long after winning the championship, RVD was stripped of the title after being busted for a drugs offence. On the flip side, fans were delighted to see Edge become the new WWE Champion in July 2006, but their excitement would be short-lived. Edge would hold the belt for just a month and a half before losing it to Cena on pay-per-view. At a time when Cena was at his most hated, Vince McMahon doubled down and gave him a 380-day reign. Some of the resulting feuds and matches were decent, but none of them could dampen the fans' disdain for him. A feud with C-list celebrity loser Kevin Federline certainly didn't help. Raw was already a slog to sit through at the end of 2006, and this nonsense was not a welcome addition to WWE TV. Cena's feud with Shawn Michaels leading into WrestleMania 23 was excellent, to be fair. The resulting match was one of Cena's best ever and for a while, Cena felt like a worthy champion and main eventer. And yet, just two months later, WWE had the nerve to promote a feud between Cena and one of the worst wrestlers in history, the Great Khali. At Judgment Day 2007, John Cena beat the Great Khali in 8 minutes and 15 seconds. At least, they kept it short. Fans were hoping that the feud was over and done with, but no such luck. WWE dragged this out for another month, with Cena beating him again at One Night Stand. Cena faced another monster heel in Umaga. This was a really good feud, but that was largely due to Umaga being so good at portraying his character. Umaga showed a lot of promise as a main event heel, but after Cena broke his undefeated streak, he quickly slid down the card. Cena would go on to steamroll over Bobby Lashley, another promising young talent at the time. And then finally, it was another chapter in Cena's boring rivalry with Randy Orton. WWE have always tried to play up the feud between Cena and Orton as if it's the second coming of Bret Hart vs. Shawn Michaels, but in reality, comparing it to Hart vs. Michaels is an insult to both of those men. On the 1st of October 2007, Cena suffered a pectoral tear in a main event on an episode of Raw. The diagnosis said that he'd be out for up to a year. Cena was forced to drop the championship due to the injury. 
It sounds bad, but many fans sighed a breath of relief. Finally, we could take a break from John Cena. Fans were shocked when Cena made a full recovery in time for the 2008 Royal Rumble just a few months down the line. Yes, in less than three months, Cena was back. He won the Royal Rumble and stamped his ticket to the main event of WrestleMania 24. The Nexus made their shocking debut in 2010. The crowd watched on in disbelief as they tore up the entire ringside area. The faction was made up of former NXT rookies who had decided to take their futures into their own hands. Wade Barrett led this band of mercenaries as they attacked John Cena, CM Punk and Luke Gallows in the ring. The angle set the wrestling world on fire and fans couldn't wait to see what was going to happen next. Over the next few months, the Nexus went after John Cena. A 7-on-7 elimination match was set. Team Cena would take on the Nexus and the fans couldn't wait to see it. Everyone expected for the Nexus to emerge victorious. There was so much mileage left in the storyline and the Nexus were the hottest thing to appear on WWE for years. It just made sense for them to win and for the story to continue. However, both Vince McMahon and John Cena decided that that was not going to happen. The match itself was decent right up until the finish. Super Cena beat the Nexus, metaphorically throwing a bucket of cold water all over their push. After just one pay-per-view, the Nexus had transitioned from an unstoppable force to just another foe for Cena to defeat. It was at least hoped that Wade Barrett would be salvaged from the wreckage of this situation. He'd shown a lot of promise as a main event heel while leading the Nexus, and the next logical step for him would have been a win over Cena to cement his status for years to come. That opportunity came as the men faced off at the TLC pay-per-view in a chairs match. Predictably, Cena got the win. After the match, Cena buried Barrett under dozens of chairs, a visual metaphor for all of the wrestlers he'd buried over the years. When The Rock returned to WWE to challenge John Cena, the match was billed as once in a lifetime. The build-up was spread across an entire year and Cena took a verbal beating from The Rock on a regular basis. Cena stood in the shadow of The Rock's charisma for their entire feud and the fans made sure Cena knew it. John Cena's failure as being the company's babyface leader was never clearer until he stood face to face with The Rock. At WrestleMania 28, Cena laid down for The Rock and everyone assumed that the feud was finished. Considering the storyline had ran for an entire year, fans were ready to move on. But in a spectacular piece of lazy booking from WWE, they made a rematch for WrestleMania 29 a year later. It was a total waste of a main event when there were other, potentially more deserving superstars on the roster. 
CM Punk had been made to drop the WWE title to The Rock at the Royal Rumble, and now it was obvious as to why that happened. It was so The Rock could lose the belt to Cena at WrestleMania. It was evident that the match was only booked so Cena could get his win back on the grandest stage of them all. The fans just wanted Cena to turn heel, to at least alleviate their boredom with him, but it never came. Cena went back to steamrolling over promising new up-and-comers. Bray Wyatt, Ryback and Rusev, to name just three. But there did come a time when the tide turned. After almost a decade of hate, that huge section of the fanbase that relentlessly booed Cena started to respect him, and they even started to cheer for him. As Cena started to wind his in-ring career down, WWE finally moved him down the card. He was no longer clogging up the main event or hogging the championship. Cena won the United States Championship, and soon after, he launched the US Open Challenge. He went on to have a series of excellent matches against fantastic opponents such as Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Cesaro and Kevin Owens, and most of the matches were really good. The US Open Challenge quickly became a highlight of each week's episode of Raw. In more recent years, Cena's appearances have become more and more sporadic, and so constant overexposure is no longer a problem. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, as they say. And now he's met with respect and a warm welcome back whenever he decides to return to WWE. But it took for him to move away from the main event picture for that to happen. A huge section of the fan base never accepted Cena as their main event hero. If only Vince McMahon had accepted this sooner, then maybe John Cena would be held in even higher regard today. <laughs> 